Hello, everyone. My name is Brooklyn Myers, and I am an Elixir newbie. My goal is to help people adopt Elixir and grow as developers while doing the same myself. I do that by documenting and sharing my own experience in the Elixir industry. It's been an incredible journey so far, and I look forward to taking the next step with you. So let's jump in to the Elixir Newbie Podcast. It is hard getting into the programming industry. And Elixir in particular has a problem of not appealing to new developers. Elixir is often considered to be a language that you adopt after you've already gotten into other programming languages, after you've already gotten a few years of experience in the industry, that's when you start considering, oh, hey, there's this functional programming thing. Elixir sounds pretty cool. Maybe I should try that out. And I think that is a problem. I think that's a problem for the Elixir community because Elixir as a language has a beautiful philosophy. It's a language that's taken all of the experience of the past and tried to propagate those patterns into the language itself in a way that encourages developers to adopt reasonable practices. For example, Elixir is a language that has its testing framework built right into the language itself so that anyone can use XUnit, which is the testing framework for Elixir, and be able to write tests right out of the box. And I know that when I started programming, and my background is in JavaScript, JavaScript, for example, is a language that deciding to put tests into your project is a choice that you have to actively make. And so I think that encourages developers to care less about testing and good testing practices. And if you're trying to learn programming, if you're trying to get into programming, I think Elixir is a fantastic choice as a language. As much as it does have some unique features to it and some interesting focuses on immutability and concurrency, really for a new developer, it should be an ideal language. But right now, we don't seem to be attracting new developers. New developers tend to be going more along the path of JavaScript-based languages and what's more popular right now. For example, there was a Stack Overflow survey, I think it was Stack Overflow who did it, that came out and said, Elixir is one of the highest earning languages. So Elixir devs are being paid well on average. And that's fantastic. I think that's great that, that Elixir devs are having a lucrative career in the industry. But my intuition is that part of the reason for that is because the number of Elixir devs who are juniors, and juniors are obviously paid less than seniors, is lower. And so that skews the statistic. So it's less a matter of, hey, Elixir devs are commanding a higher salary, and more a matter of, hey, juniors aren't trying to be Elixir devs. And so in seeing that, I decided to make this podcast. I decided to try to be someone who can help 
people who are either already experienced developers who want to adopt Elixir and get into the Elixir industry or who are brand new aspiring developers who are looking for a way to break into the industry and Elixir can be that opportunity for them. So one of the reasons I think juniors aren't interested in getting into Elixir on average is there aren't many resources specifically tailored for Elixir newbies. If you go to YouTube right now and look up Elixir beginner, the top four videos that all come up are about four years old. They aren't specifically tailored for people new to programming or new to Elixir. Uh, I think there might be a chat up on there. There, there when, when I looked, uh, there were definitely some resources which didn't didn't appeal to new developers at all. And my hope is that that can change. My hope is that Elixir as a community can be more welcoming to new developers. So if you are an aspiring developer or if you're someone who is interested in helping other aspiring developers or junior developers, if you're interested in making the Elixir community more welcoming and thinking about how we do that, then this podcast is for you. However, if you're already an experienced Elixir dev and you're looking for a high-level conversation about complex topics within the Elixir industry, I think there are already tons of resources for you. I think there's already podcasts that try to help you, that try to push you further along in your career. I think most resources are already tailored for people who understand concepts in Elixir and don't need to break down what is a server and what is a client and what is Phoenix and how do I test with X unit? I think there's already tons of resources for you and I think you already have the power to propel yourself further in the industry. The people who I'm trying to help and I'm most concerned about, that I'm most interested in supporting are the people who put future dev in their Twitter bio, the people who want to break into the industry so that they can improve their life and pursue a career that might be more interesting to them and don't know how to do that, who don't know how to break into the industry. So when I make explanations in this podcast, when I have to explain some concept I'm going to attempt to do that in a way that breaks down all the parts of it. I'm going to do my best to explain anything that I haven't already talked about. And if I say some sort of buzzword, if I use the word server, I'm going to try to break that down in the hopes that people who don't already understand those concepts can find this podcast approachable. And it's important that new developers find Elixir approachable because one, it's better for the Elixir community as a whole, getting new people into it, getting fresh ideas into it. I think that's just an awesome thing that we should support. But two, I am personally incredibly grateful to the programming industry for everything that it's done in my life, for the people it's helped me meet, for the relationships I've built because of it, for the fun challenges that it brings. And I want other people to have the opportunity to experience that. I want other people to have the opportunity to see if programming is something that they're interested in.
On top of that, I think programming is this very unique industry where the barrier to entry is extremely low. All you need is internet and a computer, and you can start making really cool stuff. And for the people who don't necessarily have the opportunity or desire to go into a huge amount of debt for the sake of pursuing higher education, I think that programming is an industry that if you can be self-disciplined enough to learn or if you have the ability to go to a boot camp, for example, you can get into it. And the hard part is getting these skills and experience to be employable and then figuring out how to transfer those skills and experience into actually getting a job. Those are the two major hurdles you need to overcome in order to break into the programming industry. And I think there's this narrative in the developer community, which is that if you want to be a developer, you have to be an extremely passionate person. You have to love programming. You have to put in 100 hours a week. And if you aren't that, then you're not going to make it. And I personally don't buy that. I I don't think that's real. I don't think that's true. I think that turns a lot of people away. And I also believe that passion is something you develop over time. The further you get into your career, the more autonomy you have in what you do and the more interesting things that you get to learn, the more passion you're going to have naturally. And if you are considering getting into the programming industry, I don't want that to be something that turns you away. I think that for a lot of people, programming can be this incredible opportunity that allows you to feel financially stable. It allows you to be engaged at work. It allows you to work your brain and solve interesting problems to feel creatively fulfilled. I know it's not that for everyone and that's perfectly okay, but it has the potential to be that for you if that's what you want it to be. And it has the potential to be that for you without you needing to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a four year or more degree. And the great thing about it is because it has such a low barrier to entry, anyone with a computer can try to make something and see if they find that process interesting and If you do, I really think it is an industry that can fundamentally change your life for the better. You know, for example, there's this person I've I've interacted with a few times on Twitter, Tyler Carroll. Uh, He is at TyCarroll320 on Twitter if you want to check him out. He's got a really interesting background. He his whole tagline is from jail cell to the console. And he's extremely open about his past struggles with addiction and how, for him, transitioning into programming is this opportunity to improve his life, to provide for his family. And I really want to see Tyler succeed. He seems like a great guy, and he is exactly the type of person that I hope to help by starting this podcast. It has, as, as, a, as an industry, as a pursuit, it has the ability to help people who alternative paths might not be open. It is an incredibly 
open and welcoming industry. And if you can find a way to develop the skills to do the job, then there will be work for you. And it doesn't matter if you have a ticket or don't. There might be certain jobs that require that ticket, but the deeper you get into your career, the more and more that stops to uh, that that doesn't matter anymore, and the more you're able to find opportunities regardless of of having that ticket or not. You know, for myself, I'm incredibly grateful to programming. It allowed me to pull myself out of a job I really didn't like before programming. I was selling computers and making just above minimum wage, which at the time in Canada was 1025 and feeling incredibly unfulfilled and feeling a degree of routine in my job. It was the type of job where you say the same thing every time someone walks into the store and every day starts to blend into the other. And for people who are looking to feel more creatively fulfilled or feel like they need to change things up or who are drawn by the financial opportunities that it presents, I think it can be an incredible opportunity for you. And the industry itself is so supporting. I'm, I'm constantly shocked when getting to interact with different figures in the community, how open and helpful they are to, to anyone. For example, I got to meet uh, Jeffrey uh, Matthias the other day. He was doing a talk on Elixir. He was doing a, an online conversation. It was a small, pretty tight-knit group of, of about 12 or 14 people. It was open to anyone. Anyone could join. And it was about uh, test factories and Elixir. And, and maybe I'll, I'll go into what that is at, at some point, but you don't need to understand that, that specific topic to understand the story. And during the talk, he was incredibly conversational. You know, it was very much a, a jump out and ask this question, ask a question anytime you have one. And he was incredibly kind and supporting. And afterwards, he, he was even kind enough to stay afterwards with me and answer some of my questions and go well over his allotted time. And, you know, it was, it was really incredible to see someone who is, for context, a, a pretty big figure in the Elixir community recently wrote the book Testing Elixir, uh, which I'll, I'll leave a link to in the show notes. It's really, really good. I'm not finished reading it yet, but what I have read has been extremely good. And it, it seems to be that way almost everywhere in the industry. It is just a very open and supporting place. And if you are genuinely interested in learning, then you'll have lots of opportunities to do so. And, and people want to see you succeed. It's, it's really incredible that way. And if you are either new to programming and interested in getting into the industry or interested in learning Elixir, or if you are already an experienced developer but haven't used Elixir yet, I think Elixir is a really good language to pick up. It and its surrounding ecosystem is a terrific starting point for your career, even though not many people are using it that way. Because unlike something like JavaScript, which I think is where a lot of people get their start. JavaScript is, is huge right now. 
But the downside of it being so huge is that the learning path for JavaScript is significantly less clear. There are tons of new things all the time in the JavaScript community. And there, it, it very much, I, I often refer to JavaScript as the wild west of programming. You can pick between hundreds and hundreds of different options for your project. No project looks the same. You can use all sorts of different tools for each individual part of your application. And there's a lot of choice within that. But because of that, it lacks a certain structure. Whereas with Elixir, it's, let's say you're using a Phoenix web application in Elixir. One Phoenix project is going to have a very similar structure to another Phoenix project. They're going to use similar modules. They're going to have a similar project structure in regards to the actual folder structure because Phoenix is relatively opinionated. And in my opinion, it's, it's, those are some good opinions that they have, but they are relatively opinionated about what your file structure should be. And Phoenix is a language that works, or sorry, Phoenix is a framework and Elixir is a language that work very well, both for rapidly prototyping small applications, doing side projects, as well as working at scale, working for a larger company who needs to handle thousands or millions of users. It is very good for both situations. JavaScript, which don't get me wrong, there are lots of pa passionate JavaScript people in that community, but that is often the default path for most people is they learn JavaScript because that's relatively common. Whereas with Elixir, you get a lot of very interesting people in your Elixir team because they specifically, in most cases, wanted to work with Elixir. And the talent pool that it attracts, it, it gives you this opportunity to work with and learn directly from some very, very passionate people. And you might be apprehensive jumping into Elixir because it's more of a niche than JavaScript. However, in if you do decide to go down the Elixir path, there are some very clear learning targets that if you can hit, you will be prepared to work an Elixir job. And while there may be fewer Elixir jobs in regards to pure numbers, there are also fewer developers looking for those jobs. And so the relative competition, in this case, it is better to be a small fish in a small pond than it is to jump into a highly competitive world like JavaScript, where there are going to be 40 people applying for the job that you're looking for. So this podcast is going to attempt to help you along that path. I'm going to talk about the things that I learn week to week, summarize them down and share them with you. I'm going to talk about strategies for finding your first job and getting into Elixir. 
And it doesn't have to be your, your first programming job as well. This is going to be useful for people who are not new to programming, but who are newer to Elixir or who are interested in the experience of what it's like being new to Elixir. And I'm also going to tell stories and document my experience diving into the Elixir industry. I'm going to share the potholes that I encounter along the way in the path, hopefully so that you can avoid them and not have to learn them the hard way, the way that I will. And I'm going to share what works for me as honestly as I can as it's happening, as opposed to coming from a place of, I have already done this, here's my past experience. It is going to be sharing the story as it happens. And so because of that, you know, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have misconceptions. I am new to Elixir and... I'm a few years into my programming career and I know that I have a long way to go in comparison to people who have decades of experience in both of those things. But by sharing my experience week to week, I hope to humanize what it's like to become a developer and to make this more approachable and more welcoming for people who are new and considering getting into the industry. So if you're interested in an honest and open view of what it's like to transition into Elixir from a different background and what it's like being an Elixir newbie, then I hope this podcast is interesting to you. This is very much an experiment. I have never hosted a podcast before and frankly I am terrifically nervous of the prospect but I think that people who are considering transitioning into Elixir are probably also feeling nervous and hesitant they are considering getting into an entirely new industry they might not know exactly how to go about doing that and in that respect I think You and I are very alike, but I'm a big believer in pushing yourself, in figuring out what is uncomfortable for you and taking steps to get there. So thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Elixir Newbie podcast. Uh, You can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Brooklyn J. Myers. Happy to answer any questions that you have. I would love to know what your experience has been like considering Elixir or getting into the industry. I'd love to know the kinds of things that you are struggling with, the kinds of things that you have questions about so that I know what to talk about. You can always send me a DM. I will always respond. You can always at mention me on Twitter. I will always respond. And I'm more than happy to help you out with whatever it is that you're struggling with. Either I'll answer directly or answer on the show so that we can help some other people as well. And thanks so much for listening. I will catch you on the next episode.